0: Good morning, great people. I am your host, Jv the Great, and you're tuned in to episode 21 of Crypto and Chill. And if you are tuned in to the sound of my voice right now, you yourself are just as great. You're just as great as I am. You're just as great as as the people you see on TV on a daily basis. You're just as great as those with the high follower counts on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You're just as, as great as those people don't let no one ever tell you don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not great you look in the mirror and you tell yourself i am great you was born great we all are great it's just some of us have shitty personalities (laughs) for lack of better terms but not gonna hold you people too long um I don't even know where to start. Yesterday, we had... Let's start with Ripple in the SEC. Yesterday, we had two filings. Uh, one from Ripple, um, I think Chris and Brad, and one from the SEC. So, I'm going to go to uh, the one from Chris and... and uh, it's just Chris Uh, Chris Lawson Files letter in which he states Ripple and Mr. Lawson do not oppose unsealing memos in their entirety so let's check that out real quick let's check that out let me tell you guys what I think about it how I feel about it alright and it goes as follows Dear Judge Torres, we write on behalf of defendants Ripple Labs, Inc. and Chris Lawson in response to the court's February third, twenty 2022 order as unsealing the legal memos in their entirety. uh, Ripple and Mr. Lawson are submitting with this letter a version of Exhibit E with one limited redaction for the public docket. Um, A redaction to which the SEC does not object and respectfully Uh, request that the unredacted Exhibit E remain under seal. Ripple does not oppose the unsealing in full of the SEC memo uh, and Ripple's opposition, and Mr. Larson does not oppose the unsealing in full of the Larson memo. The SEC's opposition and Larson reply. First, Ripple and Mr. Larson are not proposing redaction to the legal memos. Mr. Larson believes that if any part of of the legal memos is unsealed, then both documents should be unsealed in their entirety so that the public can review the SEC's characterizations of those documents in their full context. Uh, for the avoidance of doubt, Ripple's and Mr. Larson's position on sealing is not intended to be a waiver of any uh, eventually privilege or protection from disclosure with respect to the subject matter of the legal memos. We note that the SEC previously filed a proposed redaction of these documents. Uh, next, Ripple and Mr. Larson are proposing one limited redaction to Exhibit E to maintain privacy of one of Ripple's equity investors. Now, that's understandable. Uh, it's no point in anyone's name being mentioned in a court case uh, in a high-profile lawsuit if it doesn't directly have an impact on the case. If it's like if the SEC is suing Ripple for selling unregistered securities, then private investors of Ripple, their names should be uh, redacted out of all documents. Their names serve no purpose, and that goes for investors, companies, uh, anybody who has any relationship, any relations with Ripple, should not be mentioned or brought up in a case like this. So I agree on that part. And also, you know, you gotta, you gotta admire the fact that. Um, Chris Lawson says hey if y'all gonna uh, if y'all gonna um unredact one thing I mean unseal one thing one document y'all gotta unseal everything you no know, show the whole show everything show the whole thing that shows confidence and it also it also shows that they have they, they have nothing to hide right it shows how transparent ripple is trying to be like it's, it's nothing to hide like you guys are accusing us of this. But yet this is everything that happened, and if you want the world to see it, they they can see it. But leave out our investors. Now, if that doesn't gives you, if that doesn't gives you confidence and ripple in Ripple and their business strategies and their business, uh, and I, I don't know what to tell you, but you know I gotta admire that. You know, if you are gonna put out one thing, put out everything. But yet, this is a private company. But yet they they are so transparent. But yet we have the SEC on the other hand. Which is a um, an agency that's supposed to be protecting the, the us, the United States investors, the United States. Uh, I was gonna say people, but definitely not the people because they're halfway protecting investors. But <laughs> the SEC is supposed to be protecting the investors, but yet they are so shady. They're so sneaky. They're so they act like a mafia. They don't want to give up any documents or public information. They claim everything to be. Uh, privilege, and you, you the, the um you gotta with the Freedom of Information Act. It's hard to even get a document. You gotta file lawsuits to get certain documents, and they supposed to be uh, readily available for the public. But yet the SEC puts up a fight to be transparent by anything. Not only only that, but anytime you see a SEC official or, or a commissioner or whatever on TV on the news or in some type of interview, they don't speak on certain things they talk like they're so manipulative and like everything is a secret like uh it's my personal opinion i'm not gonna we can't speak on specific things but congress painted with a broad brush uh you know Gary Gensler. sick of seeing that guy on tv uh but anyway man that's, that's how i'm feeling about it now um back to the back to the document um moreover Ripple's equity investors have invested in the company, with the expectation that their identity identities would remain confidential. Accordingly, redacted the investors' name from the public document is appropriate. Um, the investors' name to protect the privacy of interests of innocent third parties, and explaining that courts in this circuit in this circuit have expressly expressly recognized privacy interest interests and in keeping investors names confidential. Uh, well there is no evidence that the, that the identif- that, I, that the identities of investors directly affect the adjudication the adjudication. Um finally Ripple does not oppose the unsealing in their entirety of the SEC Memo to Ripple opposition. Investor Mr. Marcia. similarly does not oppose the unsealing in their entirety of the Larson Memo. The only redacted passages in these doc- in these documents concerned material drawn from the legal memos exhibit E and they they do not reference the name of the investor that Ripple and Mr. Lawson proposed to read that. Cool. Now we scroll down um, to the exhibit E I thought it was going to be more uh, my guess you know don't take my word for it I'm not a lawyer um, <laughs> like digital, like digital perspective say Brad Kines, um I'm 12 years shy of a, a legal degree so <clears throat> but I expect more documents to come out since yesterday was the day everything was supposed to be unsealed but they only uh, they only submitted this with one exhibit one document and it's exhibit e and it shows redacted so I'm assuming some more stuff is going to come out today from ripple and this regard this uh that's regarding their uh, memos <clears throat> And the ZB is states, some um, and it, it's an email from Chris Lawson to whoever Ryan Fugger is. Fugger, Fugger, whatever. So from Chris Lawson to Ryan Fugger. And this was on Monday, May the twenty-six, two 2014. Subject, Jesse. Founders were issuers rather than RL. So RL could be a user. I'm guessing RL is Ripple. Founders were issuers rather than RL. So RL could be a user, not an issuer. Founders, and and, and I'm going to pause right there real quick. So if RL is Ripple and they're saying that founders were issuers, issu- issuers rather than Ripple. So Ripple could be a user, not an issuer. So the founders... Of the XRPL ledger. I'm assuming they were considered issuers. So whoever founded XRP, which we know initially was, uh, it started out as OpenCoin, and they gifted 100 billion XRP to Ripple. That means that <clears throat> OpenCoin were the founders. And they were the issuers. So once it went from the issuers, which was OpenCoin, and they gifted everything to Ripple, and Ripple was considered to be a user, then there, how they, I guess, distribute XRP is them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know kind of confusing um like i said i'm not a lawyer or anything so i'm trying to piece this stuff together so founders the founders were open coin we know that they they gifted uh, the total supply of xrp to ripple so ripple is the user now not the issuer and it could all that ain't in there i'm just you know uh, just brainstorming here but let's get back to the email founders assumed risk of founders assume risk of bringing issuers hold on I guess somebody had a mistype founders assume risk of bringing issuers which persists today so the founders OpenCorn, and I guess uh, Jed Chris Lawson and David Swartz because we all know they founded the XRPL and created and and the XRP. Um, so founders assume risk of bringing issuers which persist today. So are they saying that founders assume risk of bringing issuers which persist today? Are they saying that with Ripple distributing XRP to Coinbase and Uphold and whoever else, then that could bring issuers risk of issuing out XRP? I don't know let's get back to the email um, this protected ripple and was a key point in our first convertible note with investors like and that's redacted they didn't say the investor's name so then it goes on to say 20% was uh, comp- for founders personally assuming this risk I guess 20% was compensated for founders personally assuming this risk also Analysis from Perkins Coy. What have we heard that name before? Oh yeah, it was with the Ethereum free pass. So Perkins Coy had a hand with Ripple and Ethereum. So why was Ethereum the only one that got the speech? Got the free pass? So it goes on to say also analysis from Perkins Coy Coy, was that investors and, and, and employees could not receive XRP could risk SEC designation of a security. So. If per- Perkins Court told. Chris Lawson. That. Investors and employee. Employees could not receive XRP. This could risk SEC designation for a security. So that might end up being. Bad. Um, for for Chris Lawson. ripple because um with all the slack emails and everything that the that the uh that the sec has been after ripple for um it could have in there where ripple is you know compensating some of its employees with xrp right so they can say okay you got this you got this analysis from perkins core that um If if you give investors and employees XRP, it could be deemed a security. But, on the other hand, the judge has also also made it clear that it's not about what Ripple thought. It's about what the SEC did on their behalf to lead the market into thinking. But at the same time, it's kind of tricky. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket on that topic because... uh, if you're getting a professional analysis from a a, a law firm Perkins Court and they're telling you you know I I don't know it gets kind of tricky you never know what the judge is going to do on this on on that instance right now it says also analysis from Perkins Court was that investors and employees could not receive XRP could risk SEC designation of a security only founders could Jed, Arthur, and me. So Jed, Arthur, Brito, and me. So it wasn't David, David uh Swartz. My bad, David. It was Jed, Arthur, Brito, and Chris Lawson. I guess the founders. The only founders. And they said I'm trying to dissect this analysis from perkins core was that investors and employees could not receive xrp could risk sec designation over security over security only founders could receive xrp so only the founders could receive xrp not investors and employees and then from that point on you got to say okay what investors are you talking about retail investors that, in, that are investing in XRP or are you talking about investors that are investing in Ripple and this private equity so investors can't invest in Ripple and get private equity and XRP or is it saying that us retail investors can't invest in XRP Hmm. we, we just got to look at these documents we got to we gotta um, wait on some more of these documents to be re- to be unsealed, man, to really get a, 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 a clear understanding of these memos. Um, but this one here, this this email, it, it continues with further further um, post March 2013 uh, FinCEN guidance. The ripple designation as a user rather than issuer is and continues to be key, uh, reducing risk to ripple holders like Jesse increasing risk to founders and issuers further the ledger was reset hundreds of times leading up to public launch in december 2012 nonetheless the ledger simply reflects property ownership of xrp which was founders 20 percent and ripples 80 percent hope that helps yeah and that's the end of that email and then somebody responded with um it's Ryan uh, Fuger responded with. So, just to get it straight, what was the reason the founders kept 20% of giving instead of giving it all to Ripple? Yeah. That's, I guess to, you know, for operating costs and, uh, ecosystem development, and, you know, who knows? Who knows? And that's the end of that, man. Like I said, hopefully we get some more. Uh, we get some more memos unsealed today. Um, I was expecting more than that, but um, that was that was Ripple's filing from yesterday. Also, Ripple is trending today. It's on the trending list at 32.3 thousand tweets. Uh, so now on to the SEC's filing, and we're gonna look at a couple notes from a few people. Um, we got Charles Gasparino. He said breaking. Eleanor Terrett uh, sifting through new docs in SEC Gov versus Ripple. It appears that the SEC has adjusted its position on the famous Bill Hemmings speech on what constitutes a security from originally his opinion to now the opinion of Corporation Finance Division. Interesting. So now it's no longer just Bill Hemmings' personal opinion. Now, it's the opinion of his whole division that he was the head of cor- corporation of finance But yet They have in- they had input from all of the departments. That means corporation finance enforcements um, All all of the departments within the, within the SEC. I don't know all the departments, but I know it's the The, the, the corporation of finance division and you have the enforcement division so you got input from all of them but yet it was only the opinion of corporation finance I hope the judge sees that stuff man and just this gotta be her last draw with the SEC I mean these people really submitted 104 documents to the uh to the judge now Jeremy Hogan also weighed in he stated I'm reading it but can't quite believe it He's a he's an official attorney. He's a law. He's a he's an official attorney. Uh, attorney has his own law uh, business and everything. Um, it's a partner at Hogan and Hogan. He has a legal. Um, he has a YouTube channel, Legal Briefs, and he has a, a website, HoganLegal.com. So he he's an official attorney, and he weighed in and he said, "I'm reading it, but can't quite believe it." Now all caps the speech wasn't him his personal opinion at all but intended to convey the department of Corpor- corporate finance finance's position on digital assets in the league in the legal world this is as crazy as it gets the ripple lawyers must be chomping at the bit <laughs> and he highlighted one point um see if I can pull this up. Uh, I don't know if I can zoom in or not. Alright, cool, here we go. He highlighted this point out of all the documents they submitted. Um, director Hemman delivered the speech as the director of corporate finance to communicate corporate finance's framework for evaluating digital asset offerings. As reflected in this text, The speech was intended to communicate the general approach used by corporate finance in evaluating whether digital asset offerings may be considered securities offerings and to invite the market to communicate with corporate finance staff about these issues. Director Heming began the speech by noting that the conference provided a great opportunity to address a topic that is the subject of considerable debate in the press and in the crypto community whether a digital asset offered as a security can over time become something other than a security in addressing that topic Director him and stated that that he was providing a framework of some of the factors to consider in assessing whether a digital asset is offered as an investment contract and is thus a security and that corporate finance staff were happy to help promoters and their council work so Why not say this in the beginning? Why waste everyone's time to go and and, and have him and sign a sworn affidavit, have him in depose, for you to only turn around and ask the judge for, recon, for reconsideration of her ruling, all to come back and say, oh, it was the, the it was the only the opinion of the department he was leading, not just his opinion. Like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? I I, 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 kudos to the judge because she has more patience than I do. <laughs> like, how is she able to sit through all of this and not just scream? Like, I don't know. Maybe she is. Maybe she is getting all this stuff and like, wow, 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 wow. The SEC. I think by now, man, she gotta see the games the SEC is playing. Like, if she don't, like, she has to be one of the sweetest and nicest judges ever. And you know, judges aren't, aren't, typically, aren't typically sweet. So, once pushed to that certain extent, man, she's got to be like, she's got to be vivid. she got to be like, wow, I'm really tired of these documents. Like, at what point is she going to say, okay, done with the games, done with the playing around, done with this, like, either you guys are going to settle or I'm going to start ruling through these motions and we're going to get this show on the road. Because we're right at this point we're just wasting time. We're wasting everyone's time. We got these people, money, held up and they're waiting on outcomes. We got 65,000 Ripple holders that I've granted uh, access to the case. And, like These people aren't here for nothing. Like We need to get this show on the road. We're still going through this whole expert discover discovery phase. Ripple is still conducting deposition. SEC is too, I think. So this whole delay tactic the SEC is running, man, it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's If you, it's not for the, it's not for the impatient. i tell you that. It's not for the impatient. So right now I have the, um, the SEC's filing pulled up. And like I said, it's 104 pages. The judge restricted them to 10 pages, but yet they did 10 pages and used every piece of the page they used so much of the 10 pages that they had the right respectfully submitted and the signatures on the 11th page like are you kidding me are you kidding me if you had this much to say why not say this in the beginning y'all saw they saw what Ripple was filing they saw what was going to be submitted to the judge why not intervene at that point and say, nah, we got this. We, we can do this. Instead of waiting for her to make a ruling and then asking for her reconsideration. Like, what kind of games are the SEC playing? I'm sick of seeing this. And I'm just going through it now, man. There's no way I'm going to read this, man. And I just stumbled upon this. Uh, through these communications, SEC staff were deliberate about what guidance they should provide to market participants. Guidance staff should be able to develop through discussions without fearing that their communications will be subject to public scrutiny. What? What you mean? You're the SEC. You supposed to be guiding markets. You supposed to be helping investors, not keeping everything secret because you're scared of public scrutiny. Are you kidding me? Is the SEC ran by kids? They're, they're scared of a little public scrutiny you're a government agency what you say goes you have all the power and control over these markets you have the most influence over these markets but yet you're scared of public scrutiny are you kidding me I think the, the SEC needs a reality check man really the SEC needs to be wiped completely clean inside and out and start from scratch they need all new hires I'm sorry Hester Pierce you gotta go too you know what I take that back they might need to keep Hester Pierce cause she seems to be the only one that is willing to speak out it seems like she the only one that has a backbone so Hester Pierce you can stay but everybody else, y'all gotta go man y'all got to go because this is this is unacceptable you're scared of public scrutiny, but you're a government agency overseeing the entire all the markets and you're trying to regulate crypto assets, but you're scared of public scrutiny. You are scared of what we gonna say? Huh? If if you're if, if if you're being fair and you're providing a level playing field and you're protecting us from 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 uh uh from scams and 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 being manipulated and you know what I'm saying? rug pulled and all that. If you're doing the right thing, SEC, you would not have to worry about public scrutiny. The only time you should worry about public scrutiny is if you're doing some corrupt things in the background. If you're doing things that you know are not right, that you you're doing things that are not ethical. That's the only time you should worry about public scrutiny. Other than that, you shouldn't care. You can use yourself for an example. You you, you who's listening to my voice right now. You can use yourself for an example. If you're going out, you shouldn't care what anyone thinks of you. If you're being the best you can be, I don't care what level or what status you have. If you're doing the best you can be to become the best version of yourself, you should not care what anyone says about you. If you're overweight and you're in the gym working and you're trying to get in shape, Who cares what anybody says about you? You in there working. You doing what's right. If you're a good-hearted person, you're a kind-spirited person, you treat everybody how you would want to be treated, who cares what anyone thinks about you? Who cares? Nobody cares. It's people out here with with shitty attitudes. It's people out here that are, are running scams on people. It's people out here that are doing bad things. And a lot of times, those are the main ones that have the most to say about someone else. But who cares about public scrutiny when you're doing the right thing? You're doing the right thing. You're doing right by people. Who cares about public scrutiny? All that stuff the SEC is saying is, is is BS, man. It's bullshit. It's BS. Like, come on, man. See, Let's see what else we got in here. Let's see what else <clears throat> uh, highly consequential indeed given importance of having the SEC get it right on highly consequence decisions of how or whether to regulate digital assets the need to promote candor to improve agency decision making is critical the release of the dozens of drafts of the speech the vast majority, majority of which reflect opinions and, and thoughts of staff other than director Hemant would result in, a, in the very chilling of agency deliberations the court sought to avoid in this order. If you're worried about that, y'all should have been honest from the jump. Y'all should have never said that the speech was only bit William Hemmings personal opinion. So, how can you be worried about public scrutiny when you're lying to the court? That doesn't make sense. I hope the judge catches this like, you all told the court that this was Bill Hemmings, this was only Bill Hemant's personal opinion and was not intended for guidance. But now, you're saying the release of the dozens of drafts of the speech, the vast majority of which reflect opinions and thoughts of the of staff other than Director Heming. That means it's other staff within the SEC and all departments, not just William Hemond. You don't need dozens of drafts of the speech and others opinions and thoughts of the staff if you're giving your own personal opinion that, that's a lie then y'all had this man this man william Heman signed a sworn affidavit that said it was only his personal opinion when bill Heman himself knew that that was a lie so who forced bill Heman to sign that affidavit it had to be somebody from somebody on the sec who didn't have his best interest did not think that it was get to that, did not think that it would get to this point to where they would be <laughs> on the verge of having to turn over these documents. They didn't think it would get this far. So they said, Bam, go on, go ahead and sign this sworn after David. Say it was your personal opinion, and let's get this put thrown under the rug Let's let sweep this under the rug Let's get it over with. This, this say it was your personal opinion, this all would go away. Little did they know, the judge said, uh-uh. gonna be transparent. So I, w- I wonder how she's gonna um, view this. I also wonder how Rubble is gonna respond. Um, let's see what else we can find. Let's see what else type of BS is in here. I'm press crypto. Hey, I'm trying to go through it because I don't want to go through the, um, <clears throat> the whole thing. It's a lot. Text of the speech made clear. Well, it's just ten pages on the written front, but and the rest of it is all exhibits that SEC submitted to take it all the way up to 104 crazy okay here's something about the deposition in his deposition director hemming confirmed that the speech was intended to share more generally the framework that the division of corporation finance was using and thinking about these new assets speech intended to inform the marketplace of how the the division of corporation finance and i felt about these topics he further confirmed that following the speech, corporate finance generally applied frame framework outlined in the speech when consider, considering what a digital asset transaction involve securities. The relationship between the speech and the SEC staff guidance is further demonstrated by the April 2019 publication of a Framework for Investment Contract Analysis of Digital Assets Framework by the SEC's St- Strategic Hub for Innovation and Financial Technology. So, additional guidance in the areas that the, that the commission or staff has previously addressed. The framework reiterated many factors relevant to the investment contract analysts that were set forth in the speech, including the relative centralization of the project, the retention of a stake in the digital asset by the promoter, and the development status of the digital assets network well we all know the xrpl was fully functional since when 2012 it was fully functional the development status so it you know it was fully functional it was operational you know of course this technology you're not just going to leave your technology there stagnant without you know adding some improvements so it's always a, a a need for it to be developed you know to adjust the times you know, that's why Swift is in a position area now. They didn't adjust the time. Now, Ripple came along with a better product, a better system. And, and as they you know what the world around town, Ripple is going to replace Swift. All because Swift didn't update his technology. Maybe Swift was too scared to update and touch his technology. And they were scared of SEC. You know, who, who knows, man? <laughs> who, who knows? Um... The framework elaborated on the speech by adding specific details regarding each of the cited factors. The SEC man is just reading this stuff, bro. It's like, what are they doing over there? Like, it's like they just run around, you know, like chickens. Their heads cut off. And just, Coming up, brainstorming in, in 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 the moment. I got this. I can't. Say, what, what if we say this? What if we say this? Oh no, say this. Say this. Oh, oh say this. Put this in there. Uh, say this. Say this. Okay, here, here here's some stuff to submit. Here's hey hey Gistner. This is what we come up with. Well, put put some more. Put this in there. What else? Who else worked during that time? Um, when I was at MIT, I spoke with them. Do you have any more of those documents? Uh, like if. I can only imagine man I bet working in that place right now is a headache I, I bet they cannot wait until all this stuff is over with I bet they're begging for some clarity um for crypto and digital assets this right here has to be the most <laughs> man that, that that workplace has to be hostile Gary pushing them you know they getting public scrutiny <laughs> from us every time you turn around they getting asked about crypto from congress I know man they got to be a hostile work environment so see what else we can come up with cannot somehow change analysis with respect to uh, blah 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 staff across the agency engaged in substantial deliberations about the content of the speech which were an essential link in the agency okay the dozens of drafts of the speech exchanged among SEC staff show that the speech related to SEC policy, particularly on what data staff believe could be communicated to market participants about whether transactions in a particular, particular digital asset involved the sale of a security. Huh. For the next month, Mr. Fredrick, Fredrickson, along with Valerie um, of the Cyber Unit, Assistant Director in Enforcement Cyber Unit, until June 9, 2018. And then Senior Advisor for Digital Assets Innovation and in Corporate Finance, Michael Singh uh c then directed Heman's council and directed him and work to draft the speech, exchanging at least 23 drafts between May the third and June the fourth. That's not that's, that's not a personal opinion, man. It never was. On June the fourth, direct, director uh Heman circulated a draft of the speech to officials outside of his division including counsel for the then chair as well as the directors of other divisions and offices requesting comments. that right there that what I just read let me repeat it on June the 4th excuse me director Heming circulated a draft of the speech to officials outside of his division meaning outside of the, the uh Department of, of, of uh, the Department of Corporation Finance. Outside of that, he circulated the draft of the speech to officials outside of his division, including counsel for the then chair, as well as the directors of other divisions and offices requesting comments. On June 5th, this email was forwarded to the chair in the issue, in the issue, in the days officials and issue in the issuing days, my bad, y'all. Officials across the SEC provided substantial, substantial feedback and comments on the draft. The Division of Trading and Markets, that's another division. The Division of Trading and Markets on June 6th, the Division of Investment Management on June 7th, and the Office of the General Counsel on June 8th. Director and Mr. Fredrickson, and Mr. Seaman worked to revise the speech to the response to respond to these comments. This revision process led to eight additional drafts between June the 7th and June 11th. On June 11th, Director Heming circulated a revised draft to many of the same officials who had received entry line. So we're going to have to check out entry line. Uh, on June the 12th, officials from uh tm im and ogc provided a second set of substantive comments on the draft so mind you people as the judge is reading this she'll say oh no that's that's not a per- that's not a personal opinion anybody with sense gonna see this and say oh no that's that's not a personal, uh, a personal opinion you getting comments and and uh, sending drafts of speeches to all these divisions and departments and you getting comments and then you redoing the speech you making this make sure it's right and in correspondence with all these other divisions and departments that's not a personal speech that's guidance you're getting input from every division within the SEC and you're telling me that that's not guidance but yet now you want to pick and choose who you go after what digital uh, what crypto company you want to go after but yet you give ethereum, the only free pass after you done got guidance from all of these divisions. Are you kidding me? The SEC man is digging their own hole, bro. They digging that hole deeper and deeper. Before long, they're gonna be on the other side of the world, How deep that hole running. <laughs> um, back to the, uh, the, the this uh, document from June 11 until directed him and delivered the speech on June 14. He and corporate finance staff exchanged another 12 drafts are you kidding me are you kidding me but yet uh, sorry, I ain't gonna say that's his personal opinion anymore we all know it's not in total Director and sent comments on at most 10 of the 52 unique drafts excluding forwards of the speech the main thing we need to know is was anyone from the Ethereum foundation included in those drafts, you know, were you getting input from anyone outside of the SEC on that speech? The SEC is, respect, is respectfully submitting the following ten documents, reflected in Attachment One, for in-camera review. So, they are the SEC is respectfully submitting the following ten documents. The SEC is submitting ten more documents, right? So you got document A on, on May twenty first, Mister. Fredrickson sent that what he described as a first rough draft of the speech to Mister. Seaman. The document shows that Mister. Mr. Fredrickson, the chief counsel for corporate finance, wrote the earliest draft of the speech. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So you telling me Bill Heman didn't even write the first draft? How's that? Hit? Oh my God! Oh my God! Am I reading this right? On May the 21st, Mr. Fredrickson sent what he described as first rough draft of the speech to Mr. Seaman. The document shows that Mr. Fredrickson, the Chief Counsel for Corporate finance, wrote the earliest drafts of the speech. It also demonstrates the significant changes to the speech from this early draft to the final version delivered by Director Heming. So, Really, Bill Heming only delivered the speech. He didn't even write it. Are you. Oh. Document B, second document. Mr. Fredrickson sent a revised draft to Ms. Skispanik, copying Mr. Seaman on May 24th. On May 25th, Miss. Skispanik responded with her comments, including a suggestion to add more information on. And that's redacted. I'm pretty sure it has something about Ethereum on this redaction. This document demonstrates that the initial drafts of the speech were the result of collaboration among corporate finance staff, which included but was not limited to director Hammond. Document C. On May the 30th, Hammond circulated his edits to Mr. Fredrickson, Ms. Gispanic, and Mr. Seaman and noted, I need to get this back to you guys to see if you agree with the addition and where I took this. Director Hemens' inquiry as to his staff's views demonstrates that the speech context, contents were intended to reflect the views of corporate finance staff. Document D On June 6th, Natasha Grinner, then Assistant Chief Counsel, provided comments on behalf of her division. TM's comments were extensive and substantial. They included a suggestion in this redacted, as well as the addition of a redacted as well. TM also made lengthy comments on redacted. <laughs> this document shows deliberations of TM staff on these important questions. Wow. Document E on June seven, Jennifer McHugh, then senior special counsel in IM provided comments on behalf of her division. In her co- uh, in her cover email. Ms. McHugh referenced a call the previous day with Mr. Ferguson to discuss the draft and noted that redacted, redacted. These comments show that staff and other and these comments. Listen closely, people. These comments show that staff and other divisions were closely reviewing and deliberating the issues to be communicated through the speech. It it don't say only the division of corporate finance were reviewing and deliberating it says these comments show that staff and other divisions were closely reviewing and deliberating the issues to be communicated through the speech now document f on june 8th laura uh then associate general counsel provided ogc's comments on the june 4th draft ms J- uh josh licks cover email referenced a prior meeting between ogc and corporate finance uh, regarding the speech, OGC provided significant comments on their draft, including a comment that blank redacted and proposed edits to the relevant language. Also suggested deleting redacted, deleting what? Provided significant comments on the draft, including a comment that what gave Ethereum a free pass and proposed edits to the, to the relative language. OGC also suggested deleting Ethereum had a fundraising. I'm, I'm I'm assuming here, people. It's, it's redacted. I'm just putting in words. You feel me? OGC also suggested deleting redacted. I wish y'all, could, well y'all can see it. If y'all on Twitter, y'all go to it. Y'all can see it. It's on page eight, and it's at the bottom of page eight. Document F. Go to James Land and look at uh, uh SEC motion for reconsideration. It's on page eight at the bottom on document F. Including a comment that redacted and proposed added to the relevant language language. OGC also su- suggested deleting. When Bill and said set aside <laughs> the fundraising process, fundraising process. I'm sure she suggested that they delete that. I'm sure of it. These comments demonstrate the OGC staff were deliberating these issues internally and with corporation finance, uh, finance staff. Document G. On June eighth, Mr. Fredrickson sent a revised draft to to director Heman, Ms. Gispanic, and Mr. Seaman and noted, this reflects my attempts to deal with GCTM and IM's drafts. This draft reflects Mr. Fredrickson's substantial revision in response to comments from across the agency. From across the agency. Not just the the, the Corporation of Finance, but this draft reflects Mr. Fredrickson's substantial revisions. In response to comments from across the agency, as well as additional comments from discussion among the corporation or finance staff. This is not a personal opinion at all. And the SEC is proving that. They showing it. So why not just say, hey, Ether is not a security. Why can't Gary Gensler just come out and say, hey, Ethereum is not a security. All this right here that's going on in this case. Just say Ethereum is not a security, man. It's not. If the if the judge come back after this with a new motion saying, "Hey, my opinion has changed. This was not the opinion of William Hemming This is official SEC guidance. Input was shared all across the agency, and then therefore shared to the public and moved the market." I wouldn't be surprised if that happened I would not be surprised at this point but then you gotta ask yourself what's going to happen to Bill Heman he signed a sworn affidavit saying that it was only his personal opinion and that from his understanding the the SEC still has not came to terms with what they consider Ethereum or any other digital assets he lied under oath my personal opinion Bill Heman lied under oath and he should be held accountable for that he lied to the courts under oath are you kidding me? Document I. On June 12th, Mr. Seaman circulated a, a revised draft to direct him. In. Mr. Fredrickson Miss Gisopana and noted that the draft reflected comments from Sean uh, Meeman, Chair Clayton, then Deputy Chief of the Staff. Let me, let me repeat that. Document I. This is on page 9. On June 12th. Mr. Seaman circulated a revised draft to Director Heman, Mr. Fredrickson, and Miss Skispanic, and noted that the draft reflected comments from Sean Neiman, Chair Clayton's then-Deputy Chief of Staff, TM, IM, and General CL of Corporate Finance Cleanup. The draft reflected significant revisions to the June 11th draft made in response to comments from across the agency, including the chair's office. Including the chair's office, come on, man. Document J on June 12th, Mr. J- uh, Joshua Lick provided OGC's comments on the June 11th draft. Miss Joshua's covered email noted the big issue, the big issues are, and it's redacted. Want to guess what's behind those redacted lines? It's either something dealing with Ethereum. It, it has to be. That's the only reason it's redacted. It has to be something dealing with Ethereum. The big issues are Ethereum had an ICO. That, it, I'm telling you that it has to be that. The big issues are Ethereum had an ICO. All that's redacted. Why? Because that had, that, they had got it has to be what it said. It, it, it's just a shame how the SEC does not want to be held accountable or put out any guidance, man. Because why? Because Gensler, he is abusing his power. He wants to regulate all of crypto. He wants all of crypto under the securities laws. That's why he don't want to provide any clarity. And everything that the SEC is putting out that could provide clarity is redacted. And they don't want to put it out. You got to file lawsuits to get documents. I don't understand it. SEC is not playing fair. The SEC is not playing on behalf of the U.S. investors and innovation. They're not. They're not, man. They need to be held accountable. Period. They need to be held accountable. Um, Let's see. These documents show that as part of the process of preparing the speech, SEC staff engaged in substantial deliberations about the SEC's regulation of digital assets, including Ether. The extensive participation by many SEC, SEC staffers is not consistent with us lending a helping hand to Director him and, and making a speech to express his personal views. Huh? What? Bruh. I, oh, I almost closed the laptop. Are you, what? These documents show that as part of the process of, of preparing the speech, SEC staff engaged in substantive deliberations about the SEC's regulation of digital assets, including Ether. The extensive participation by many SEC staffers is not consistent with us lending a helping hand to Director Heman in making a speech to express his personal views. That sentence don't even sound right. That don't make any sense. They said, I gotta read it a third time, man, because it, it just don't make sense to me. It sounds so crazy. The extensive participation by many SEC staffers is not consistent with us lending a helping hand to director him and making a speech to express his personal views. Wow. The SEC respect, respect, respectfully, respectfully submits that these discussions show that the court erred in, in concluding that the speech was merely uh, per, peripheral to actual policy formation Order at 14 internal quotation blah, blah blah to the contrary the discussions around surrounding the speech formed an essential link. And the SEC's deliberative to a process by regulating offerings of ether and other digital assets as well as what could be communicated to the public on those topics at that time. Nah, man. SEC, y'all can't have it both ways. Y'all can't have it both ways, man. Y'all can't. Y'all can't. Y'all trying to avoid giving guidance while at the same time leaving, you know, providing these vague answers and leaving the market up in arms and confused. Y'all cut these confusing games out. I hope the judge sees straight through it. because so This is ridiculous. To the contrary, the, the discussion surrounding the speech formed an essential link. So instead of saying to the contrary, the discussion surrounding the speech forms guidance, they want to instead say the discussion surrounding the speech formed an essential link in the SEC's deliberative process. Nah, SEC just say it formed Guidance. What's, the, what's an essential link? What are you talking about? Y'all provided guidance, not an essential link. did nobody say after Bill Heming gave that speech at the Yahoo Summit. did nobody on the news or anywhere else say, oh, wow. Bill Heman just gave an essential link to Ethereum. Bill Heman just gave an essential link to the crypto market. Bill Heman just gave an essential link with his speech. No, ain't nobody say that. Everybody said The SEC just provided guidance on the market that Ethereum and Bitcoin are not securities that's not an essential link that's guidance that receive input from all of the divisions within the SEC it's guidance that's not an essential link you can call it what you want on the email and play these word games, and like Joe Lubin used to say, y'all y'all are creating word salads. Y'all are trying to y'all are trying to create your own reality with the words you say. But at the end of the day, no matter what words you try to substitute it for, y'all provided guidance, not an essential link. Y'all provided guidance. They received input even from the chair, on down to every division within the within the agency. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous, man. That's 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 the same. That's a shame. (sighs) Wow. Finally, piercing the DPP is unwanted here for the reasons the court outlined in the order, namely because the need to promote candor to improve agency decision making is critical. Given the importance in having the SEC get it right on the highly consequential decisions of how or whether to regulate digital assets, they don't. They don't. They. They're even confused on how or if they should regulate digital assets. But yet here you go. You got Gary Gensler out in public every chance he get. He's saying all cryptos are securities. But yet they saying on the email to the to the court to the judge that give the importance of having the SEC get it right on the highly consequential decisions of how or whether to regulate digital assets. These people, man, are sick. They're sick, man. They're sick. They're sick. Let's let's go down some of these documents. What's in here? Attachment one, attachment two. Look at all this. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. Wow, 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 wow. Then they included. (laughs) They even put the speech. They they attached the speech to it in exhibit A. They put Bill him in speech when howie met Gary yeah when howie met Gary Gensler you know this right oh uh, let's take a short break man we, we I'm gonna come back man I might have to read a little bit more of these um these exhibits. Excuse me, I know we spent we've spent a lot of time um on this already, but it's, it's just a, a, another document, a part of this SEC thing, um, this mission, this motion for reconsideration that I want to look at. And this, they also attached the deposition of William Hemman. And I'm gonna read one of Bill Heming's answers Well, a question and an answer. Let me see, let me see. i like to direct your attention now to the second page. This is a question from, I guess, the people on behalf of Ripple that's asking the questions, um, asking William Hemming the questions, and he says, i like to direct your attention now to the second page. The first full paragraph, second complete sentence. He also provided, could you just read that into the record? He also, and this is William Hemming, his answer. He also provided critical and timely guidance. Key word, people guidance. He also provided critical and timely guidance to the market participants on emerging issues, ranging from innovation, such as direct listings and digital assets, and novel offerings, such as direct listings and special purpose acquisitions. Acquisition offerings, two questions arising from the impact of COVID-19, the effects of Brexit, the replacement of Libor, and the disclosure of risk related to foreign issuers and emerging markets. Question, and again, that's an accurate statement. Will you him an answer? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Then it says, question, I'd like to direct your attention to the term digital assets in that sentence. What was the critical and timely guidance you provided to market participants with respect to digital assets? Assets. I think the division while I was there provided guidance. Keyword again, people. This is Will him and his answer. I think the division while I was there provided guidance, not an essential link, but guidance. In a number of arenas, meetings with market participants, Speeches, testimony in front of Congress about the application of the division, about the application of how the division viewed the application of the federal security laws to digital assets. Come on, people. We'll come to the meetings later. Did you consider your June 14th, 2018 speech and instance in which you provided timely guidance to market participants? With respect to digital assets, answer from William Hemming. I think it was a time when we provided guidance again, people. Keyword guidance. I think it was a time when we provided guidance to the marketplace. Yes, yes, and in respects, was your June 14, 2018 speech critical? and timely guidance then someone butted in Mr. uh, Tenario I'm going to object to the form. in other words bill him and consider his speech as guidance but yet the SEC now says it was just an essential link ridiculous so they, they they put hourly to digital access they put bill and speech they put his deposition in there all this equaled up to 104 pages of a bunch of nothing burger to the judge and i'm just i'm going through it now um all these exhibits man scc FinHub staff statement staff statement on occ interpretation Trying to see if I can find something that's worthwhile, but the SEC man it's just—I don't—I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, mm-mm-mm. yeah, I think that's um, oh, who is this? Uh, Melinda Hardy. And she is the Assistant General Counsel of the Securities Ch- Exchange Commission. I have reviewed the documents on the SEC privilege, privilege laws that were the subject of defendant's motion to compel and that were described as emails attached to drafts. Blah, 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 blah. Let's get to the end. What was the stuff? Because it's still a bunch of nothing going on right here by Melinda, and she knows it. By sharing the speech, this is at the end of uh, it's all this. This is page 104, the last document. Melinda Hardy. Um, by sharing the speech with TM, IM, OGC Enforcement and the chair, chairman's office, corporation finance staff, including Bill Heman, were able to receive input. That's practically every eight uh, division within the SEC. Mr. Hemant were able to receive input that helped ensure the speech would not interfere with or contradict positions or actions of other commission staff. So, instead of the other staff saying, hey, Bill Heman, don't put that out. Don't say that because we haven't properly came up with a framework yet. They didn't do that. They all inputted their uh, their thoughts. They all made drafts. They made changes. They made updates. They all contributed their thoughts and how they felt about digital assets within Bill Hemant's speech. So if every agency within the SEC contributed to that speech, there's no way in hell that that was only Bill Hemant's personal opinion. It's no way in hell. Too many people, too many divisions within the SEC had their, had their hand in the pot. It's no way in hell that was only Bill Heman's opinion crazy thing is the SEC just don't want to admit that it's got us I don't understand what's so detrimental about saying hey this is our guidance the thing is that guidance only benefited Ethereum and Bitcoin mainly Ethereum no other di- digital asset that speech should have provided framework for at least the top five cryptos at that time and that would include XRP it should have had examples on why they don't view XRP as a as a as a security or why they view it as a security and they, should have, they should have had examples and they could have, they should have had the top five crypto projects. Everybody come in. that represented those projects. Come in and work with the SEC mm-hmm. and collaborate on these on this speech and whatnot, and collaborate and, and engage and tell them about the business mm-hmm. and how you distribute the tokens and your holdings mm-hmm. and share all that information. All everybody should have did that, but yet the SEC felt that it was okay to um to just single out Bitcoin and Ethereum and ignore the rest of the space. that's not right and the judge is is, I'm certain I'm I'm sure the judge is going to see that I'm sure of it the judge isn't isn't just going to let this slide because for one the SEC has wasted her time and she made a ruling and now she looks crazy because she's going to have to go back and change her ruling because it's the right thing to do it's sad to say but it's the right thing to do We, we everyone knows that that wasn't Bill, him his personal opinion and if the judge lets that slide then now she would be looking at she would be looked at as you know why did you make that decision when all this went into that speech you should have labeled this speech as guidance which she's probably going to do in her next motion but then everyone should expect that Ripple is not going to receive uh, none of those email drafts y'all be ready for that they're, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna uh receive that but on another note man um I'm in the state of Georgia uh I reached out thanks to John Dean and his crypto law um website I urge you guys to visit, visit it um because it works it really does it takes you all of 30 seconds to a minute to fill out that form um, and get in contact with your congress Of your state But I reached out to mine And y'all know Senator Warnock Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff Are The uh, congressmen over Georgia Congressman Senate, I, I, I always get that confused Is some Congressman or senator it's Senate, he, they, They're senators Raphael Warnock And, and John Ossoff, Ossoff The senators of, of Georgia um and Osof, i don't i didn't like Osof's response so i didn't even bother to uh post it but um Warnock, it seems like he actually took the time and read a few of our letters i'm not i'm not the only one that sent him a uh, letter in georgia of course uh, i've seen a couple others they got the same response but it seems like that um like i said the crypto law it worked because we all had the same Subject title, and you know what, you know what, um, in, in, in properties at the SEC. Um, and he kind of addressed it, so I'm gonna read that letter that, that uh, Senator Warnock sent to me yesterday. Uh, and it goes, Um, thank you for contacting me to discuss cryptocurrency enforcement within the Securities and Exchange Commission. Hearing from you helps me better represent Georgia. America's capital markets are the best in the world. Thanks in large part to strong federal regulators and the superior standards of information, transparency transparency available to investors, both retail and institutions alike. The SEC serves a vital role in this by regulating securities to protect investors, by maintaining a fair, orderly, efficient market, and by facilitating capital formation. We depend on the SEC to protect investors and everyday Americans by ensuring bad actors cannot gain the financial system for their own benefit. To properly fulfill this mandate, no employee working for the SEC nor any other financial regulator should have any actual or perceived conflicts of interest. As a member of the Senate Banking Committee, I have the privilege of considering nominees to lead regulatory agencies, many of which have a hand in our financial markets. I understand the importance of maintaining fair and efficient markets, especially with the rapid growth of digital digital assets and cryptocurrencies. Note that I am committed to upholding the public's confidence in our regulators by providing effective oversight over the executive branch, and I will use my position on the Senate Banking Committee to provide robust oversight over the SEC's enforcement practices on cryptocurrencies and any potential conflicts of interest. Thank you again for contacting me and bringing this concern to my attention. My office will certainly look more into this matter. Please don't hesitate to contact me again in the future if I may be of assistance to you or your family. Signed, Reverend Raphael Warnock, United States Senator. Don't get no better than that, man. I appreciate you all, Senator Warnock. For your response and for actually taking the time to read it and not just, um, having some, you know, generated automated response to, uh, reply back to all your emails, man. I, I appreciate that. I respect that. You know, not all of them do that. Like I said, Osof he sent they, um, an automated response to my first letter, so... It's, it's not too much I respected about that But I appreciate you Senator Warnock um, But that's, that's That's all I'm going to say on It's um, all we got to talk about with uh, The SEC and Ripple man I know I spent a lot of time on it But it, it, it just amazes me how The SEC behaves And how they're not held accountable By Congress It's, it's amazing it's amazing you know we, we, we tweet at Tom Emmer and Patrick McHenry and Warren Davis and them. We, we we tweeted them with evidence and everything to back up what we're saying but yet they have yet to respond to it in a way that is that will make you think that hey they, they're gonna hold the SEC accountable right so we'll see man we'll see what, what comes out in these couple of days um, like I said I'm looking forward to those memos those those legal memos on behalf of ripple to be unsealed either today or supposedly i thought it was gonna be yesterday but uh, i guess today maybe i'm assuming but y'all keep a look out man once again thank you for tuning in great people i'm your host jv the great you guys have a great day